No. We can go begin to go live now. We can begin to go live now. I am live. You know what I am? I'm live. I am live, ladies and gentlemen. I am live on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. I am live on YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel. And I am now live on Facebook Live. And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all persuasions. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Uh, this show is called Living on a Thin Line. My name is Tony Visick. It is Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. That is the official title of this show, Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. And I am he, as you are we, as we are one, and one is all together. Cuckoo, cachoo. We come to you every day, 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Actually, right now, Pacific Time. It's actually Arizona Time. You know what time it is. What time is it? It's time for Living on a Thin Line. Uh, we are your daily distraction from all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla going on in the world today. Uh, we offer a little bit of a diversion from all the serious stuff that so many of us have to deal with on our daily basis. Uh, on a daily basis, not on our daily basis. It could be our daily basis, but that's not really, that. That's might be grammatically problematical. Right there, that's a mouthful right there. Grammatically problematical. Um, it is um, Wednesday, August 5th, 2020. Give a shout out to uh, a guy who's been a business partner of mine, helps me uh, build my websites, helps me do all kinds of cool stuff. Kevin O'Day uh, turned uh, 14 today. Now, I don't, you know, I don't know who Kevin is. I know Kevin a long time. He's, I think, he, you know, he's older. He's younger than me, but he's older than he wants to be. Matter of fact, a lot of people who are younger than me are still are older than they want to be. Uh, I'm perfectly happy with uh, uh, the age that I am. Uh, got some great stuff coming up for you. There has been an announcement made, and uh, I'm going to make it here that I am partnering with a local comedian and all-around smart and wonderful guy, Jim Perry, to open up a comedy venue in the East Valley that is tentatively titled uh, JP's Comedy Club. We made the announcement late last night on uh, Facebook, on both of our Facebook pages, uh, you're going to want to stay tuned for updates for uh, this, uh, this very kind of cool thing. People go, aren't you guys a little crazy to be opening a comedy club in the middle of a pandemic? And the answer is yes. Now, keep in mind, the club is not open now. It's not open today. It won't be open this weekend. It'll be quite some time before it is open for business. Um, this is a forward-thinking idea. This is a, um, I think it's basically an American idea that the future is going to be better, that the future can always be better. You know, if you really look at it, for the most part in America, uh, our future is always better. We have some big setbacks, some terrible setbacks, some horrendous setbacks. The Civil War was a horrendous setback for a number of years and quite painful for people who lived through it. Uh, other great depressions that happened uh, in America in uh, uh, prior to the Civil War, there was a Great Depression came in right after Andrew Jackson's presidency. There was a tough time to live through. Uh, the panics of the eight, uh, late 1800s um, economically were the great World War One, the Great Depression, World War Two, Vietnam, uh, so many others. But we make it through them. And 
if you really look at them closely, there was always groups of individuals that went, it's not going to be like this forever. It's going to be better. And that's why America keeps moving forward. That's how we move forward from being a country that was founded basically for the benefit of uh, white English-speaking males to be in for the benefit of all the citizens of this country and a benefit to the entire world. Man, don't I sound jingoistic today. Uh, and that's not really what I'm trying to get across. What I'm trying to get across is that what makes America exceptional, what makes America great, is even in our most difficult times, many of us go, all right, let's make the best of this and try to make a little better world moving forward. I don't know that a little comedy club that has a strong emphasis on comedy workshops, because that is going to be the mission of this particular club, if uh, having a little comedy club in a storefront you know, in the uh, Mesa, uh, uh, Gilbert area is going to be uh, something that really makes the world a better world. But we all make a better world by being a little better ourselves. So watch for announcements for that. We got that coming up. Also, some cool things coming up in the uh, very near future. Uh, keep it in mind that I'm a strong believer right now in wearing masks in public and safe social distancing. But also know that human beings on occasion have to go out and see other human beings. It's just how we are. You know, that's one of the issues right now with the quarantines and the lockdowns, isn't it? That's how we punish people. In the United States, our primary way of punishing people is to imprison them. And then for the most serious of offenders, yes, we have capital punishment, but it's rarely used. The most serious of offenders is almost complete isolation, supermax facilities, that sort of thing, being put in the hole when you uh, have acted out improperly. So isolation is punishment. And I think that's what a lot of people are feeling through this pandemic right now. They're feeling punished for something they didn't do. But it's not, this is not a question of morality or judgment or justice. It's a question of a highly contagious disease. Still in all, there are precautions I assume one can take. Look, we take them, we go to the store, okay, when I've got the car washed, okay, have ordered food from uh, restaurants, have not sat in a restaurant and have and, and not eaten in a restaurant, but ordered and went up there. So we're going to do something this Sunday that we're doing about once every five weeks, and we're going to do it again this Sunday. And that is uh, we're going to have a live in-person show in Glendale, Arizona, which is like polar opposite. Think New York and Los Angeles, almost geographically between Glendale and uh, where we're opening up uh, the new comedy club. But in Glendale, Arizona, our very good friend Tom Sims has a wonderful club that he's now opening only on selected dates. This Sunday, August 9th at 4 p.m., uh, ComedySchools.com presents Tony Visig and Friends. So if you're in the greater Phoenix area and you're going, I just would love to see a live comedy show, uh, I promise you safe social distancing, only 40 seats, 40 tickets available in a uh, about 120-seat room Uh Proper social distancing in the city, seating, mass required. Um, we're going to put on a live show for you. Tickets for that show are 15 bucks. You get them by going to stircrazy.com. Some of the people watching right now will be on that show. So we got that coming up and kind of excited tonight as well that I start a new round of my advanced comedy workshops. People ask me what's my favorite thing to do of all the things I do. Uh, I really like doing this. I really like doing uh, this Facebook live show. I do. You know, are uh, doing living on a thin line and all the platforms it's it's carried on. But I love and have loved for 20 years 
teaching my beginning stand-up workshop and my advanced stand-up comedy workshop. I just love doing it. I love um, I love the challenge of creativity and coming up with something new and wonderful uh, every few weeks. And that's what the people who are involved with these workshops do. And my hat would be off to them. But then I, I'm not going to take my hat off because if I did, then I'd have to take off my headphones. And when I pull it off, you know, then my hair would come flying around. I got a full head of hair. It's not that I'm going bald or anything. But it's just then putting them back on. And then you got strands hanging down. And you know what? It gets harder and harder the older you get. Like if I had a few strands of hair hanging down out of this and stuff, then I'd look like a crazy old man. <laughs> you know, it's harder and harder to try to keep it together as you get older. Okay? So that's why I'm not taking off my hat. Because if I put it back on, then some hair might hang out and then I'd look like a crazy old man. But metaphorically speaking, my hat's off to Randy and John and other people that are watching right now who... uh uh, are part of this process that we do every a few weeks. Uh, this show is built on three things, ladies and gentlemen. Three things. It's built on what's well, built on three platforms: Comedy Schools Radio Network.com, YouTube Comedy Schools Channel, and here on Facebook Live. Three plat- platforms, and then we cover primarily three subjects: uh, questions and comments from you, the audience that you leave here, and we try to um, we try to comment back or, or answer those questions. Uh, that is one of the uh, legs of our three-legged stool. The other is where I show you some knick-knack, some memorabilia, some autographs, some curio, some curiosity that we have sitting around here in the home office and try to weave a little story around it. And uh, um, hello, Tina and Mike in Lawndale, Lawndale, Missouri, near and dear to me, near and dear, being uh, someone who went to, grew up in House Springs, House Springs, Missouri. Um and also, then we recommend two artists, our piece of music based off of our mighty, vast and deep vinyl album collection. So let's get to the stuff, shall we? Um, I'm not going to get into the whole uh, bobblehead thing, the whole bobblehead rescue thing, that I'm not a collector, that I rescue bobbleheads. But uh, here's a great one. <laughs> Look at this, baby. Okay, this is Josh Beckett of the Florida Marlins, or the Florida Marlins, sorry, that they all broke quarantine and that half of them are now sick and are jeopardizing the whole Major League Baseball season. Yes, we are. Are you on the team? I don't can't do have the answer. You'll have to look it up. So here, take a look at that, YouTube. That is a great bobblehead. This is a cool bobblehead because, um, still got a piece of tape on it. Guys, uh, look at the, um, look at the stand it's on. So look at this. It's even cooler because I don't know if you can see that is a, I hope it doesn't fall apart when I'm doing that. That's a baseball card. It's a baseball ticket. It's got a ticket. Okay? Look at that. So the whole stand is a ticket to a game. And it's a ticket to a World Series game. So it's reserve seat. I can't make out the section because his foot's on it. He's rude like that. Row 22, seat four, reserve seat, Florida Marlins. Game five. Game five. All right, and uh, what else is on here? National League logo, MLB logo. So it's a replica of a ticket to a World Series game that Josh Beckett is standing on. Pretty good bobblehead, good paint job on it. Um, I don't know what this is here. It looks like it's broken a little bit, though. But it's part of like a rosin bag or something. Yeah, yeah, okay. Good glove. 
All right. Good bobble in the head. That's what's most important. Good bobble in the head. This, like many uh, modern bobbleheads, uh, the head is not uh, overly large. Originally, with bobbleheads, they were small bodies with large heads. Uh, this obviously is out of proportion, somewhat. Okay, but not as much as uh, um, uh, earlier bobbleheads were. So here we go, Josh Beckett. We got this one mainly because it's unique in that uh, the stand that he's on is a replica of a World Series baseball ticket. So we think that's pretty cool. We rescued, we rescued Josh Beckett from a bobblehead fate worse than death, uh, being tossed in a landfill or crushed or broken someplace. Uh, we rescued it, and we have him here, and he's going into uh, he's going into rescue land, which is directly over there. So if anybody here wants to challenge, once again, listen, here's what you want to do, friends. Uh, once we get it set up, you're going to want to donate to Bobblehead Rescue. You want to donate to Bobblehead Rescue, uh, where we can rescue bobbleheads as they make their journey from uh, uh, beloved, beloved mementos, uh, usually uh, uh, received at a baseball game. Bobblehead night out at the ballpark. First 500 fans receive a commemorative bobblehead. Okay, from uh, one of those special nights to when they're just shoved into a box or a closet someplace. They're abused, slapped around. Some people slap bobbleheads. There's bobblehead slappers out there. I'm going to tell you that right now. Never slap a bobblehead. Okay, you can bobble a bobblehead. In December 1944, on what was to have been a routine flight, the plane carrying Glenn Miller disappeared over the English Channel. So... Here's a guy, okay, who became a star in 1939. It was over by 1944. By the way, they never found the plane. They never found the body. They never found the wreckage. It's one of those great mysteries, what happened to Glenn Miller. But that music lives on. So really, really, man, uh, YouTube in the mood. You'll love the tune. It's a hot tune, okay? I mean, if, even if you're a death metal fan, it's a hot tune. Um, the other guy I want to talk about is from that era. Had a little different story with World War II. There's a guy who, um, his, his legacy as a man, as a myth, and as a music has lived on. We talk about him a lot on the show. Uh, this is a particularly good album. There you go. Frank Sinatra. That's classic Sinatra. This is an old album. So the album's actually fallen out of the thing because I, I'm going to take the album out for a second so I don't mess it up. This is uh, back when he was on Capitol Records. There he is, young, skinny, hip, ring-a-ding-ding, -ding, Frank. This is Songs for Swingin' Lovers. Songs for Swingin' Lovers. On the back, by the way, it says, For teenagers, when he himself was young and frail, Frankie stood in the theater spotlight and sang with all his heart till the throng of girls screeched their delight. For adventure-loving moviegoers, he became the ill-starred soldier, Private Maggio. And his spirited, sensitive performance won a coveted Academy Award. For sad romantics, singing bittersweet ballads, he gently caught the mood of the wee small hours of the morning and created a best-selling record. And for observers of the social scene, he courageously fashioned a new identity in his taut, dramatic film portrayal of the man with the golden arm. So Sinatra has a lot in common with people like Madonna and people like Prince. What? These are artists that constantly reinvent himself. Frank Sinatra started out as a teen idol. Teenage girls liked him. Adults thought he was a weirdo. Okay, he fell out of favor. Seriously fell out of favor. 
during World War II. Because while men like Glenn Miller, Clark Gable, Jimmy Stewart, Walter Cronkite, men like that joined the armed services, Frank got a deferment for, ready for it? A bad ear. A bad ear. It was found 4F. And most servicemen during World War II hated Frank Sinatra because it seemed like he'd been able to use his privilege, to use a modern term, to get out of the call of duty. However, Sinatra's personality and whatever that inner power and inner light that he had was so great and so powerful, he was able to turn the tide. So a few short years later, those very GIs, now home, safe and sound, back in America, moving to the suburbs, working in factories, opening up new businesses, found themselves in love with the music of Sinatra. And by the way, this album has some killer shit on it. Okay? Uh, you make me feel so young. And that's why. You hear a song like that and you go, all right, the guy was a jerk. But damn, that's a good song. Uh, it happened in Monterey, which you may not know as well, but it's a great song. Uh, you getting to be a habit with me, another good one. Uh, you brought a new kind of love to me, which was a Murray Chevalier hit. Too Marvelous for Words, another good hit. Old Devil Moon, Pennies from Heaven, great version. Once again, a song that had been around for a while. Frank made it his own when he sang it. Love is here to stay. Uh, I won't go through the whole list. My personal favorite of uh, any Frank Sinatra song, I've Got You Under My Skin. I've got you under my skin. So, uh, all on this album. And it says, uh, finally on this album, now for Swinging Lovers, he returns to, to what is, after all, home ground, the happy task of singing the most enchantingly romantic songs he knows. No one can do this with greater verb or skill than Ken Frank Sinatra, who is surely one of the most knowing and compelling entertainers anywhere. So, I believe that songs like I Got You Under My Skin, his version of it was introduced on this album. And what music it is. You know, whether it's right or whether it's wrong. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong. Great music, great painting, great architecture, great comedy, great stories. They're always greater. The great ones are always greater than the individuals that created them. And the idea that any of them should be removed from the canon of American thought, our idea, our knowledge, is a greater sin than any of the sins that those people may have committed. Um, I get to, you know what, I think a lot of uh, people got Sinatra because um, most people, especially in those days, okay, were not as idealistic as some are today. Having gone through the Depression of World War II, they knew uh, anybody who went through the Depression of World War II and all that time had to make their compromises with life. They had to, as many of us are having to do nowadays. So they understood a man who sometimes compromised to be able to survive and thrive. Not recommending it, not saying it's the way to go, but sometimes it is simply what is. All right, you know what? That's our show for today. Uh, I'm jazzed tonight. I get to teach a workshop tonight at 6 o'clock. You know, I'll just say this. I was talking with Shirley this morning, and I was sitting at the kitchen table, and I was using the very phone.
that I'm using right now to broadcast this on to send out messages and stuff. And I was getting a little aggravated. And I look at her and I go, look at this. Look at this. I go, I get to make a living teaching comedy workshops and putting on shows either live or on Zoom. Okay. And I've been able to do it even through this entire pandemic. Okay. And I love my house. I love you. I love my house. I love everything. Okay. And still I find myself complaining sometimes. Complaining sometimes about what I have to do. Always remember if you change get. If you change have to do to get to do. You're going to have a better day. And you're going to have a better day for the rest of the day. And then tomorrow we're going to have another great day. Because I'm going to be back at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. On Living on a Thin Line. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye.